Welcome to the Ion Annapolis Local Business Spotlight. There are thousands of locally owned businesses in the area, some small and some large. Some you may know and others you don't. But one thing they all have in common is a great story, and we want to share it with you. Join us every Saturday as we talk to the founders, the owners, and the managers of local businesses you have come to know and love, and those you will come to know and love. Now here's your host, John Frenet, with this week's Local Business Spotlight. I am so excited to be restarting the Business Spotlight, and with our first restarted one, we have Judy Budensek from Francis Marketing Group, who is... I might add, celebrating a birthday the day that we are recording this, even though it won't be released on this day. But happy birthday to Francis Marketing Group. Thank you. We're very excited about it. Can't believe four years went by this quickly. That's all you've been around for four years? Yeah. Wow. Well, I've been here for 25, but but four years for Francis. Francis Marketing Group is a fairly new company. And I, I guess the one question I got to ask you is how you've been doing during the pandemic. It was interesting. It was a, we had to do a little reset in the middle there when uh, a lot of businesses closed. You know, people came to us and said, I can't afford to pay you right now. And that was a, that was a hard, you had to look in the mirror and go, so what do I do? Turn their website off? That really wouldn't be, wouldn't be very nice now, would it? Um, So we did, we went for a month. We gave some, some clients uh, a lot of latitude and uh, with the notion that on the back end, you'd, They'd be there when everything kind of fell in place, and that's exactly what happened. And um, knock wood, you, you know, you do the right thing, and it, it, it comes back to you. And we were able to uh, ultimately get the PPP and go after, go out and pursue new business. And so all our clients returned. Everybody that, that was still in business came back, um, and we've grown. So we're, we're in a pretty good place right now. Well, congratulations on, you know, for your clients and making it through. But tell me a little bit about Francis Marketing Group. And this is Francis with an E, so it's F R A N C E S, which is the feminine version of Francis. It I is because it's for my mama. When I decided to open my own business, that was the that was probably the easiest part. Um, if I had ever won the lottery, I was going to start the Francis Foundation and cure Alzheimer's and dementia because that was just such a horrible thing that my mom lived through. So I said, well, I'm not I'm not a millionaire. I can't cure it, but I can still take um, the person that she was and her ethos and put it out there. And so every day that is I strive to make my mama proud. It's a great tribute that will last literally forever. Uh, Yeah. And and her legacy lives on through through you and the Francis Marketing Group. What happens when you do hit the lottery, though? Um, That's a great question. (laughs) I had a list. I used to have a list of everything (laughs) I was going to (laughs) do. So I can still do that, um, but I'll do it from an island. I can still run the business, but I may have an extra home on an island someplace. You mean there's someplace else you'd rather be than in Annapolis? Um, with this weather outside, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it might be near Jamaica or Belize, but I'll come back quite often. The, the, <laughs> or you can come down and visit. The list is long. That's right. We'll just put a, we'll just put a gray background on Zoom and tell everybody we're here. They'll never know the difference. <laughs> See, exactly, exactly. The, the funny part thing about about naming it after my mom, though, is that um, I did inherit something from her, and she was she suffered from chronic volunteerism. And God, I inherited that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Judy is involved. I mean, she has been involved in pretty much everything and anything in town. Um, if you have seen a um, an elf that might around during <laughs> Midnight Madness, that would be Judy. 
Um, That's hashtag Elfie. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, you know, you're you're involved with the Poli- Annapolis City Police Foundation. You're involved with the downtown the scholarship Annap- fund. Yeah, the downtown Annapolis partnership, and I believe you aren't you on the commission now to study a, um, a citizens yes, review board. I'm or? on the yeah, I'm on the mayor's CRB selection team. So I mean, you you are deeply ingrained into the local community here down in Annapolis, and and have been for many many years. I know in a prior life you um, worked for WRNR, so that's uh, you know I mean you've been in the area for a long long time. What brought you here? I mean, you've still got this New York accent going on, so I'm assuming that you're not from... I still have it. I try try to cling to it. (laughs) You're not from Baltimore, hon, or Baltimore, I am not. Uh, That I am not. I I am from Brooklyn. I was Park Slope before it had a hashtag. Um, I spent a lot of years in radio in New York City at Z100, and then I was running a station on the Jersey Shore, uh, 95.9 The Rat. But from uh, my connections in New York... I had worked with Steve Kingston for a number of years, and when he bought WRNR back in the late 90s, we started talking. So I came down here in 98 to run WRNR, and that was a two-year contract, and I'm still here 24 years later. (laughs) So it must be something in the air in Annapolis that once you get in and breathe enough of it, you end up staying. It's just so beautiful. And for a quaint, for if you want to look at it from the quaint and historic perspective, it's there, but equally, it's a great city. Right. There's so much going on here. There really is. If you're bored, it's on you. I agree. The entertainment and, and, and what we have here just from, from nature as well. So I just fell in love with it. And I really am never bored. I'll tell you what. Oh, and the other important thing that people need to know, if you are tugging in the tug of war and you are tugging <laughs> either for Eastport or, or, or the Annapolis side – Judy is the judge out on the boat in the middle of the thing. So if you want to sort of thumb the scale in your favor, francismarketing.com. <laughs> and I'm sure she'll have a, a donation button put up there. We'll call it a donation button put up there. But uh, yeah, but you do. You, do, you are I'm the, impartial. I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you are you are the one that is uh, out there determining who. Who crosses the center line of the harbor during the uh, annual tug of war, which I'm hoping will be around again this year. It wasn't last year. Gosh, I hope so. It was really sad not to have it, although we did have an event. We had a little uh, reunion on Second Street. It was it was very sad not to have it. What that really exemplifies what goes on here, you know, that we can take a silly idea and turn it into something that does so much good for so many people. And that here it is two decades later, and we're still tugging, and the tuggers are just as passionate. And um, I think that's just part of Annapolis, so much fun. It really is, and it's funny. I have you, – you, you talk about – and we're going to get way off. I'm quickly thumbing through some papers because I had received a copy of their um, – the financials. They're right here. Listen. And total donations to the local community – at the end of 2019, were $597,233, which is incredible. And it's staying here in the community. It's mm-hmm. not going out. It's staying right here to take care of the charities that are local to us and do so much. So that's really powerful. And that's one of the really fun parts about the whole thing. We can be silly. We can bicker. We can argue. We can tug. But at the end of the day, we're helping our neighbors. And we can drink. We'll get that too. <laughs> okay. Well, tell me about Francis Marketing. What do you What do you do? And maybe what What are you doing for your clients? 
the, the fun part is because of my background from the agency side and then radio, I had a lot of years in outbound marketing experience. So outbound, putting that message out there for people to hear it, whether or not they needed to hear it that day, it would, be, it would reach them. Then adding the elements, which is basically what I had to do um, in the mid-2000s, people were asking for what we could do for them on Google. Nobody knew. We really didn't know what right. that meant. So I immersed myself in digital marketing and fell in love with it. It had that same immediacy that radio had. You know, it used to be a time when a radio commercial ran and the phone rang immediately. And that's exactly what digital started to do because when you needed, a, you had a question or you needed something, you Googled it. I, re I remember that. I mean, for my brief time when I did mornings with Rob Tim on WRNR, the one time I said shit on the air, man, the phone just rang like that. You wouldn't have believed it. It was mm -hmm. amazing. <laughs> he just said shit. <laughs> now I'm doing podcasts, so I can say it. My I can say it all I want. And, and that immediacy is perfect because in this area, especially, yeah, we have a lot of of, of huge companies here, but this area is pre is predominantly small and medium sized businesses, and you know the people that run them. They're your neighbors. They live around the corner. So helping them grow during, the, if nothing else, during the pandemic, to be able to see what we can do using digital properly is phenomenal to watch everybody even be, it becomes um where you know like i said there's some we talked before there's some bullying involved online where people have, have gotten a little bit less tolerant of you know my hamburger was lukewarm instead of piping hot but for the most part people are supportive and so many different groups have set you know where you can ask for a referral for different things so i think um the pandemic has kind of put a different spin on everything for everyone well, if you want to look at a bright side out of this pandemic, and there are very, there are a few. Um, one thing that I always thought about Annapolis, as far as their their marketing and their promotion and everything else, is the town in general just seemed a little bit slow and dare I say backwards. I mean, I have talked to so many business owners on Main Street and said, "Why aren't we open at night?" And I hear, "We tried that in '72 and it don't work." I'm like, "Okay, well, this is this is a different millennium here." Correct. And, and I have found that through this pandemic, you found people that were like, oh, I don't need a website. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I don't need to do that. Now, now they're sitting there. They're trying oh, things. Yeah. They're saying, OK, well, let me, you know, to a point, it's like, OK, let me throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. But you just don't know. I mean, people are getting into, you know, video now. They're getting into the live streams. They're getting into Zoom calls to be able to, you know, I can't have somebody in my business. Uh, I'm not in my business, so I need to resort to Zoom calls. And that's an important factor that you just said, too. It's not just their website, where they used to have a website, but they did nothing with it. Now they're understanding the importance of optimization. They're understanding the importance of regular content being put out there so that someone can find you when they're looking for what you do. So um, your social media factors into that, um, the content development. And then if you are using traditional media services, radio and television and print, let them play off one another as opposed to making them completely disconnected. Yeah. Make sure your print ad, whatever you have running in a print ad, is actually reflected on your website and so on. So I think it's helped people or it's made them understand what they can do. Well, it has. It sort of tied it all together again. I mean, uh, you know, gone are the days where you could go to you know, GoDaddy.com, push three buttons and – type in the name of your company and boom, you're online. Uh, because again, more people were not looking for online at that point customers. They were looking to go into ABC, 
you know, ABC widgets or whatever it is and buy a widget. Um, but things have really changed. I mean, people are embracing, the consumers are embracing different ways of shop. I, I'm amazed at how restaurants have adapted to carry out. And I was talking to, I think it was Main and Market, and I said, what was your carry out business prior to the pandemic? And they said it was like 20% or something like that. And they may have thrown, you know, half a dozen I'll call them doggy bags, but to-go boxes for somebody that ate there and wanted to take the rest home. And I said, well, what was it? This is prior to them closing for their winter hibernation. But they said that, yeah, no, our carryout is now about 70%. So I think going forward out of this pandemic and through the rest of it, I think carryout is is here to stay. And the restaurants have figured out how to do it. I was talking to Dick Franio at the Boatyard, and he said, we have a whole different menu for carryout because some of our stuff doesn't travel well. They don't travel well. I mean, so you it's, have to absolutely. You know, it slops across the box and, you know, somebody gets home and, and then they're going to be sitting there squawking about that damn soggy hamburger or whatever, whatever it may be. And then they're going to go post a really nasty comment about it. <laughs> right. And he, and he, he, he told me, he said, I, I don't have a problem telling them that, no, we, we don't want to put our name and our, our reputation and our good food in your hands to have a not great experience when you get home, whether that be in a half hour and reheat it in the microwave or the stove or whether you just pull it out of the box and eat it. And I'm like, it's brilliant. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. And I think it's interesting to see how people have embraced different options available to them as far as interacting with businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's a, another fun thing that has, that has come up on this um, for fun. When I started the, when I started Francis, um, I was working with the Alumni Association over at the Naval Academy because I do the uh, social media for the chaplains and, and um, I've done that for a number of years and I've been a sponsor mom for, for 20 plus years. Uh, and I worked with them as a side hustle on some events. And that's actually turned into now I represent their events and sponsorship sales across the board of all of homecoming golf, I day, um, Shipmate Magazine, and those things because so many local clients have been scratching their head going, you sponsor, your sponsor, mom, how do I reach midshipmen? And it's actually become fabulous because now I can tell them how to reach midshipmen um, for real. So that's kind of fun too. That's really taken off um, during the pandemic because it was got so strange with the distance learning and, and what was going on here. I don't envy being a kid today and having to do the distance Oof, learning. No. Um, but I, uh, you know, it's, it's been amazing how we've adapted to all of that. It is. So what services do you guys do at Francis Market? I mean, I know that you mentioned a couple of your clients and whatnot and social media and you make sure that it's all integrated and everything else. But, I mean, do you build websites for me? So, yeah, we build websites. Uh, we, we use WordPress. Uh, we'll build sites. They can be e-commerce as well. And then search engine optimization as well as search engine marketing so, so that you are found when someone's searching for what you do and where you do it organically. Um, or if you need to enhance that marketing until you until we get you to to be found prominently on page one, because 92 percent of the world is not going to page two or beyond. Right. Um, we can work with you on your search engine marketing and content development, making sure it's it's refreshed, make sure it's original and it's ongoing, because that's the only way you're going to get found. You can't put three blog posts up and, and hope that um, everything will be OK. It's got to be an ongoing thing. So. We will help with people with that and then working on their social media management to make that engaging and fun for their customers because nobody's looking for a sales pitch when they sign it to Facebook. Um, right. So they want some engagement and they want to have a little bit of fun with that. 
And then equally, traditional media, if you want radio or television or print, if that makes sense for what you're selling, we can work on that as well. With social media, I mean, do you actually get into the muck and post on behalf of your clients and say, okay, well, we're working with pick a client of yours, the, if, the Naval if, Academy. If that's, what the cli- if that's what the client needs, I'll work with the client on what they post or we'll, we'll post for them if they're having trouble. I mean, there's, there are a lot of people who don't want to turn on their Facebook or their Instagram at all. So we can really customize it to whatever they need most. And there's those like me that would love to turn it off. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes they're like, you're online all day. I'm like, yeah, I know, but that's, that's my job too. <laughs> true. Very true. Very true. Who are some of your clients? Who are some of the people that, you, that you've worked with? I guess my other question is, is when I go to work with you, do I, am I planning on a you know, once and done type thing? Hey, I need to get set up and let me be free. Or am I looking to work with you in a more of a relationship type of a situation? It, it all depends on when we sit down and assess what your goals are. So there are some folks where we've built their website and they want to maintain it and they're going to handle it from there. So we, we build the website, we hand them the keys. And then others are looking for us for on that ongoing support. So we can build from the ground up and then help them grow their business that way. So it's across the board. It can be there's so many different categories. Um, we work with the SOFO, which is the business association right. um, off Forest Drive. They maintain it. We've built the website, we host it, but now they maintain it and they can add to it and we help wherever help is needed on that. Equally, you can look at it, you know, Red Hot and Blue, that is a, a huge corporation, but we work with a local franchise owner. Okay. So we help him with all his content. We work closely with corporate. A lot of times they'll take some of the things that we've created and try and use it in other areas that they can. But our goal is to make sure that, that he's found. Several of the local Rita's franchises, I love taking, you know, the midshipman or who's visiting or who, or if I run into you and say, John, let's go have ices and really just play up that very local flavor because it's not a corporation at that point. That franchisee is your neighbor. Sure. That's the person sitting next to you in church. So we really focus on small and medium sized businesses and helping them grow. You know, it's funny. I, I mean, we've known each other for quite a while, and I mean, I am very focused on a figurative Main Street business. It doesn't have to be on Main Street. It can be on West Street or Severn Avenue. It doesn't matter. Um, but I you know, I don't have time in my life for the Best Buys of the world and the Home Depots, and it's so funny. We've done a couple of these business spotlights with franchises, and I've, I've gotten criticism saying, you know, I thought you were all about, you know, what are you doing with this? And I didn't realize Red Hot and Blue was a franchise, but, you know, I'm like, you don't understand that, you know, just because the guy owns Athlete's Foot, we'll say, in the mall, this is a person that lives in my community, that shops in my grocery store that sits at the table next to me at the smokehouse that is hiring the local kids to help fit sneakers, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, and, Chris and, lives Chris lives right here in the city. And these franchise people, they do pay big bucks to a, a larger corporate to have the name and, and whatnot. And that's just a, a business expense that they've decided to take on. And, uh, you know, and I have no problems with franchises. I love, as a matter of fact, I mean, some of the most successful businesses are, and there's a reason why they are. I mean, I've, I'm convinced that you could put a McDonald's on four corners of a uh, of an intersection, and n- none of them would hurt the other. And you know, speaking of the McDonald's, I mean, I know for the longest time, and I mean, he's passed away, but Jerry Gimmelstab owned pretty much all the McDonald's that you knew in the greater Annapolis area. And there was a guy that didn't know the meaning of the word no when you said, hey, I need a favor for you. And that's where a lot of these businesses are. I mean, you look at what Homestead Gardens Absolutely. has done for, 
for us over the years. It's like, hey, we need flowers for the, oh, sure, no problem. We need a tree. We need, you know, whatever it may be. Businesses are always willing to step up for their community. And I think that's an important thing that uh, people need to realize. And I think that's a great thing that you're doing is working with, like I say, the small, what I would call the Main Street businesses. Yeah, through, actually, on the pandemic, when when PPP became available, um, I started working with buddies. Now they were they were the landlord for years when I was at WRNR, uh-huh. um, or the, the the property owners were the, were our landlord. But I started working with buddies, and that's you know Kevin and his team. I've known Kevin for twenty three years, and everybody that works there is local, um, and they've employed so many people over the years. And we took it to that basic level. It's like let's talk about that's the best view in town. Yep. If you're looking for a place to eat, there is nothing better than looking out that window. That's the million dollar view. Yep. So I'm a fan of taking pictures right out the window and posting it. Say, come on, guys, let's let's. That's it right there. You own that. Right. My 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 son's picture is on the wall, leading back to the men's room. He was an employee of working the working the omelet line on the weekends at Buddy's for a while. Buddy's has uh, has hired an awful lot of people locally. For those that have, and they had to, to pivot. Like you just said, the omelet line, there's no more buffet. Right. They had to pivot and go, all right, we, here's a whole amount of, of income and revenue stream that's gone. And I will say right now, if anybody wants to challenge me, bring it on. Buddy's has the best fried chicken in town. And I'll put them up leg for leg, wing for wing against Royal Farms any day. Now, I'm, I just want to go with you so we can have fried chicken and we can, we can do it because I'm going to order the hush puppies because I think their hush puppies are the best that I've ever had anywhere. Well, I think, I think where the chicken came from, it was funny when the market house was all up in arms and nobody knew what was going on and there was rumors going in where Mission Barbecue currently is that it was going to be a Royal Farms. But he said, hey, chicken Royal Farms. And I think he bought the same type of a machine that injects he was telling me one time how it injects steam to the right thing so it's always moist but get crisp on the outside and it is spot on and and to be honest with you and again i have not been in you know in the middle of the pandemic i think we had some cocktails to go there on the streets during midnight madness but you know their brunch was the best bargain in town i will say that it wasn't the five-star brunch um but what do you expect for but it was ten dollars. <laughs> you know, for fifteen. So, right. For for fifteen dollars, and I mean, they had you know the custom omelets and the fresh eggs and everything. It, it was it was a great bargain, and um, you know, I am sad to see the buffets go, and I I love the way businesses have adapted. I I really hope, knock on wood, that the laws can be changed to allow drinks to go to continue to go because I mean, face it, a lot of these restaurants have signature drinks that there's no way in hell I can make it at home. Oh, you just said drinks to go. That reminded me of something. And I don't even know if you know this. I am a certified tips trainer. Okay. Because um, one of my clients, which is ASAP, the ASAP Coalition, which is Annapolis Substance Abuse and Prevention. So I'm putting this out there. Here's a PSA for you. We have a grant so that all licensees in the city of Annapolis, it's got to be in the city. um, It is for a liquor license on or off premise. We will train your staff for free so they are TIP certified. I know by law, you only really need one person, but that's kind of what also hit with a lot of underage drinking. So we will train everyone on your staff. We do it for free. We do it at least half a dozen times a year. If you have a large staff, we'll just come in and do it right in your on, on premise. But um, that is my public service announcement for this. Anybody no, I never want to see anybody in front of the liquor board because they were serving underage because we can help you prevent that. 
That's fantastic. And, I, and I'll tell you that, you know, I, and I know how the restaurant industry is very, you know, sort of like musical chairs when somebody leaves one and ends up at another and everything else. I mean, that certainly makes any employee that takes that a little bit more marketable, you know, to walk into an employer and say, hey, I'm TIP certified. Absolutely. So, again, I put it out there as a whoever needs it, please, by all means, reach out. They can they can shoot me an email on the website. Uh, but we want to make sure that uh, we do our part because this has been a rough year on people with with substance abuse problems. So we want to. Yeah, you know, it's, it's um, all part of the process of, of uh, I work with Serenity Sisters Recovery Homes and uh, SoCo Bridges to Recovery. So it's. Um, Angel, Angel, Angel is great. I remember we did a podcast with Angel and there was, she gave me one of the biggest aha moments and we were talking about the heroin prevalence and how quickly and easily you get it. And I was throwing things. I said, okay, if we're in Glen Burnie, how long is it going to take you to get a, you know, a dose of heroin? And she said, 10 to 11 minutes. Yeah. I, said, I said, what about here? And, and it was going on. I said, okay, what, what if I'm in like Harwood? And she said, 20. You know, and 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 everything else, mm-hmm. and and we scary, we, and we and we talked about um, why there was a such a prevalence of overdoses here in Annapolis as well as up in in Glen Burnie, and this was the aha moment. She said, "Picture yourself starving, literally starving." Okay, um, you somebody gives you five dollars, and okay, you're not an addict, but you're starving, and there's a McDonald's down the road. You go into McDonald's and you give them the five dollars, and you get the the Happy Meal or whatever the heck it is. What are you doing? What's the first thing you're going to do? Eat the damn Happy Meal. You're not going to go home. You're not going to set the table. You're not going to get the napkins and the forks out and, you know, pour yourself a little drink. And no, you've, you're starving. You've got food. You're going to scarf it down. And she said that's exactly what it is with somebody that's addicted, that they get their drug and they're not taking it home necessarily. I mean, some may, but a lot of times it's like, okay, I've got it. I need to use it. And I was like, that's a brilliant analogy, and it really sort of opened my eyes to the whole uh, part of the whole issue that, and the problem that we have here in the county. Yeah, it, it, it's frightening, and this COVID has been devastating mm-hmm. um, on people with addiction problems. It, it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be addressed. There's no shame in addiction. No, but I the mean, shame it's, is it's... in hiding people the way people treat addicts. Oh, without, a lot of times. Without a doubt. I mean, and I imagine yeah. that you're seeing that there is a – and because of the pandemic, there is an increase in addiction. But certainly there's – on the other side of this, which is the double whammy, is you're seeing that a decrease in the ability to get help because you can't meet face-to-face. And addiction is something, something that does need to be really face-to-face. And a lot of times you're living in communal housing and, and whatnot. So, I mean, it makes – you know all the oh, it's a tough thing that we've unfortunately sort of – I don't want to say put on the back burner, but it has not been – front and center like it had been in 2019 and 2018 and that's something that we've got to really refocus our direction on absolutely now the safe stations program is still in place and if if folks don't know about that if you are an addict uh whatever your drug of choice is not my business go to any police station or firehouse in the city of annapolis or in anne arundel county and just tell them you want help and help will be there within 10 to 15 minutes, and they will get you into a recovery program. No questions asked. And they also, want to fix the problem. And also, it's, it's wise to say as well that uh, you're not at risk of getting arrested. Correct. Correct. Uh, All, they're, is, they're, going to, they're going to take your stash, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but you are not going to jail. You are going to go into a recovery house, and Angel will be one of the first people to show up right. um, to take care of you. 
Back to Francis Marketing. Again, this is Francis, F-R-A-N-C-E-S, marketing.com. All the stuff that you do, what is your personal favorite to work on? What do you, what jazzes you? Oh my gosh, I love the variety of it. That I'm I'm not just focused on, on one industry. It's across the board. So it's, you know, which hat do I want to put on? Um, pull out the brainstorming board and love rocking ideas uh, to brainstorm new solutions and new opportunities. So it really is fun. And with a lot of my clients, that's where a lot of the, the um, nonprofit work that I do comes into it, that if they do have an element, that I can work on that as well to help them. So I just, I love the variety of it. I love, I'm a complete marketing geek. I love helping small and medium-sized businesses grow. So it gets me, it just gets me energized. <laughs> How big is your biggest client? Hmm, that's a good question. I would have to figure out because I do have some, I have some clients that are, that are all under the same umbrella of, of ownership. So, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say like, I know buddies you mentioned, I mean, I'm going to say they're fair. They're probably a fairly large client just because they employ probably a ton of people. And they have, uh, they have two new restaurants, the crab shacks that have, that have come along. So I have, um, three restaurants in that, in that family. Um, then, um, I work with like Maryland sportsman is a foundation that's got a lot of different players involved because they are a lobbying group to work with um, the county and the, and the state uh, on behalf of sportsmen and all of the, the whether it be fishing or um, oh, deer hunting, you know, all across the board from, from all of the activities, if you will. And then all of the crew from, from a variety of the recovery projects. Right. That's Ice awesome. cream. Besides my readers, I got old mill, the old mill ice cream truck. Where so is, some, I really where, have fun stuff, I have to tell you. <laughs> where, where is the old mill ice cream truck? It is a seasonal ice cream truck that is operated right on Route 50 um, in the parking lot by Red Hot and Blue. Nice. Perfect, and so that's perfect stop so on the way fun. to the beach. Absolutely. If you are a small business or a medium business, come talk to Judy. Uh, Francis Marketing Group. And it's F-R-A-N-C-E-S marketing.com. And if you are a restaurant owner, check out the ASAP and the and the free tips training, which I think is is great. What is the best way to contact you? I know you've got a contact form on your page. Um, they, can, they can call me at 443-994-2511. Mm-hmm. And my email is Judy B, J-U-D-Y-B, at Francis Marketing, Francis with an E. Dot com. I see you list your address there. So can we come over for breakfast? You think anybody hasn't figured out which one is my house? I believe the tour buses go, look, there's Judy's house. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people know. <laughs> yes, true. Give up. What the hell? What's it, what's it matter, okay. right? What's, yeah. it, what's it matter? <laughs> what does it matter? So... This, but hey, that's why I do so much work for the police in case I need them. That's, that's true. When Judy calls, they come they come a little faster. I will let you go drink your champagne in celebration of your four-year anniversary, the founding of Francis Marketing Group. On the phone with us is Judy Budensick, who is the principal chief cook bottle washer, pretty much the do-it-all the, 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 the do for Francis Marketing Group. You want to check them out at francismarketing.com, and that's Francis with the E, F-R-A. A-N-C-E-S. 
and see what they can do for you. I mean, you're doing a lot of great stuff for uh, you know a lot of local businesses that are in town, and I laud you for surviving and thriving through a pandemic and working on behalf of all your clients on that. And certainly, congratulations on four years. And um, I'll be thank over, you. I'll be over for breakfast tomorrow. There you go, <laughs> Judy. Thank you very uh-huh. much. See you later. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to this week's Local Business Spotlight. Please make sure to visit ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinion. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you all the day's local news direct to your phone, tablet, or computer in about 10 minutes. It comes to you at 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday, and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.